Yes, it is that time again. Welcome back, people. Thank you all for joining us. I am your co-host, Deontay. And I'm Shakima. And we are the Dunlabs. Yes, we are. We're back in it again like we never left. This is how we do it. Your best thing on the shelf. Go ahead and get it off and let's get this conversation (laughs) going. You know how we do it by this time. (laughs) Six o'clock every Tuesday. That's it. That's it. Consistency, baby. That's how we do it. All right. It's, 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 It's the... It's love day of what we think is love day. But yeah, but, well, every day we'll is get love into day. that. Yeah, every, every day, is love day. day is love day. That is true. That is true. You should always express love every single day. It's the best, the best vitamin you can take. It cures everything. It does, or at least at least attempts to. You know. Yeah, I think it, I think it does pretty good. I would say, um, it's the best thing that has ever happened to us as human beings. That's the first should be. The first thing we experience hey. from the womb to the tomb. That's like the thing that um helps us know we're alive or helps us feel alive, that connection with another human being. Yeah, that product of oxytocin. What oxytocin <laughs> brings the love drug. That's the so love funny. Love chemical. It's so funny. All right. Well, you want to go first? Because you got a lot of uh technology facts today. You want to go yeah, first? I, I guess in the in the in the in the in the the love for technology, you know, we got a couple today. Because we're actually on technology and without it, we wouldn't be we, talking we, about it. Right. We wouldn't be doing this. We would mm-hmm. be on ham radios and market talkers trying to get this thing done, but we'd be doing it though. We'd be figuring it out. I don't care if it's smoke signals or paper airplanes, we'd be throwing them across the room and reading each other notes. That's how I go. That's how the Dun Labs do it. That's we how get we in do it. it. All right. So today in technology, February 14th, sometime in some year in the past. Let's let's do it. All right. On this day in 1876, the telephone was patented by two men. The telephone was patented on this date separately by two men, Alexander Graham Bell and Elisha Gray. This set the stage for controversy over who actually invented the telephone hmm. and drawn out and a, and a drawn out legal battle. So Elijah Gray was who? I I need to do my research. I'm finna go um, do it now. Keep going. Yeah, I, f- I forget who Elijah Gray was. I know um, um Bell was the guy, it's the guy everybody knows. Um Elisha Gray is a little well and I'm familiar with his name, but I yeah. can't um, so he was uh he's from Illinois. He was Leo, big Leo energy. He was um an engineer, an American engineer. So Wow. That's ice cold. Mm-hmm. That's some good stuff right there. Okay, okay. We ready for the next one? Because I got I got four of them. Well, three more. All right. The next one. Uh, this is a good one. You know, most of us should be, most of us take here should be familiar with this one, or it should be somewhat um understanding. Or, or this should impact us in some way. This is the birth of IBM. Wow. The, the Computing Tabulating Recording Corporation is renamed International Business Business Machines, aka IBM. Wait Either a minute. Way, what was the original name again? Computing Tabulating Recording Corporation is yeah. renamed to International Business Machines. Okay. AKA I, IBM. I'm glad we stuck with IBM. Go ahead. Yeah, they they everybody, you know, they they even say this, it made definitely for more um makes for a more boring sounding company so i think either one of them neither one of those names are pretty exciting those are, yeah yeah you know but ibm y'all that's why this when ibm was born 
All right. Um, the next up is um, oh, and that was um, 1924. I forgot to include okay. that date. That was this day, 1924. Um, this day, 1946, the first electronic computer is unveiled. The much anticipated E N I A C. I'm not sure. I'm sure that's an acronym you're supposed to pronounce. So I'm going to try it in ENAC. Um, the much anticipated ENAC. Was, was unveiled at the, at the University of Pennsylvania, considered the first fully electronic computer as compared to electro, as, a, as compared to electromagnetic, electromechanical designs, the ENAC calculated 5,000 operations per second, 1,000 times faster than its contemporaries. ENAC occupied over 1,500 square feet of space, weighed 30 tons, and used 18,000 vacuum tubes. Wow. That's like, what we used to call supercomputers back in the day. When then supercomputers, super robotum, they were just being, um, but that was before we got into the, um, to the sophistication and the snazziness of smaller components. Yeah. So, so, you know, so that smart. was interesting. That was interesting. Um, and last but not least, on this day in 1989, the first modern GPS satellite was launched. The first of 24 Block 2 GPS satellites was launched. Block 2 were the, was the first modern GPS satellites that formed the modern GPS system as we know today. Wow. So when they started tracking us, when they figured out, hey. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, we could put stuff in people's pockets and we could track them every day. Track mm-hmm. them everywhere they go. We don't even I know I track my, my car when I take it. Hey. I'm like, find my car. <laughs> Thanks, now. Kia. Well, thank you. But thanks everybody for listening to that one. That's our take on this day in technology history. Um, What do you have, my love? So, you know, mine are always kind of sad. Yeah, but it just it just is. And so, remember, we talked about the Reese Taylor case. We were watching that Rosa Parks documentary, "The Rebellious Life of Mrs. Rosa Parks." Mm-hmm. That documentary was based on a book that was written by Dr. Jean uh, Theo Harris. So today is actually the day that a grand jury in Henry County, Alabama, refuses to indict the white attackers of a black woman. Ding, ding, ding. Risa Taylor. Mm. Around midnight on September 3rd, 1944, Risa Taylor, a 24-year-old black married mother, was walking with neighbors headed home from a revival service at Rock Hill Holiness Church in Abbeville, Alabama. Before she made it home, a gang of white men kidnapped her, drove to a remote area in the woods, and raped her at gunpoint. After six of the men took turns raping her, they blindfolded her, drove her back to the road, and left her to walk home. Mrs. Taylor soon contacted the police, and the sheriff identified one of the suspects based on her description of the car. Hugo Wilson, the owner of the car, identified the six white men who raped Mrs. Taylor as Herbert Lovett, Luther Lee, Joe Culpepper, Dillard York, Billy Howerton, and Robert Gamble, yet none of them were arrested. When the NAACP branch office in Montgomery, Alabama heard of Mrs. Taylor's rape and local officials' failure to respond, the chapter president sent NAACP Secretary Rosa Parks to investigate. After gathering details, Mrs. Park established a Committee for Equal Justice to demand prosecution for Mrs. Taylor's attackers. Amid the publicity, Alabama Governor Chauncey Sparks also launched an investigation. In the course of the subsequent proceedings, Mrs. Taylor's character became the main matter of dispute. Four of the six accused 
attackers admitted to having intercourse with her, but claimed she was a prostitute and a willing participant. The sheriff accused Mrs. Taylor of being nothing but a whore and alleged that she had been treated for venereal disease. Meanwhile, other white men in Abbeville described Mrs. Taylor as an upstanding, respectable woman who abided by the town's racial and social, sexual mores. And one of the accused attackers, Joe Culpepper, admitted that Mrs. Taylor had been gang raped at gunpoint and that he and his fellow attackers had been looking for a woman that night. Despite this information and widespread national support for Mrs. Taylor's cause, on February 14, 1945, an all-white, all-male jury failed to return an indictment against any of the men accused of raping Mrs. Taylor. The men were never prosecuted. In the months after Mrs. Taylor's attack, she received constant death threats and her home was firebombed by white supremacists. The Reese Taylor case, though rarely cited, is credited as being a catalyst for the modern civil rights movement. In 2011, Alabama legislature apologized to Mrs. Taylor for the state's failure to prosecute her attackers. Um, and a few years ago, Oprah did a documentary about Reese Taylor. Mm. So for those of you who have never seen that, I encourage you to go see that as well. It is traumatizing, but it's our truth. And we can't get away from that any more than we can get away from the good things. So the rebellious life of Mrs. Rosa Parks that's now streaming on Peacock or get the book by Dr. Jean Theo Harris and the Reese Taylor story that was uh, produced by Oprah. I don't even have words for that. Like, even when they admitted it, even mm -hmm. when they admitted it, they wouldn't even let them get in trouble for it. Mm -hmm. That's what's insane about this whole tale. This whole just I don't even know. Just certain things that just steal it just you hear about certain things that just steal your words from you. And this is one of those cases where guilt was admitted literally, like, yeah, you know, even you know. But again, like I said, you know, like I try to always remember, if you don't know your history, you doing to repeat it. If you don't know what people, if you don't have a good understanding of what people are capable of, they'll get over your own anything. And this is just one of those things, you know. And I, you know, I, I am always cognizant of, um, Two things Zorno Hurston said. One was that colored women are the mules of the world. And that was also um, confirmed. You know, Malcolm X also said that, that the Black woman is the most unprotected, unloved person on the planet. And Hurston also said that if we're silent about our pain, they will kill us and say we enjoyed it. So I know that hearing us talk about these things is uncomfortable for some people. And you have your perspective on the truth. We have ours, but one thing that we cannot do is be silent about it. Right. I concur. Don't be mad at me about it. Do your own research. Just do your own research, right? Because you find in the book. I feel compelled, honestly. I feel compelled by my God and by my ancestors to do this work, whether it's educating or on this show or just being who I am. And you know, I, I I'm, I, I'm gonna talk my stuff. I'm, I'm going to talk my ish. That's what I do, right? 
And I can't imagine living a life where I let people silence me from the truth. And telling the truth is really the only thing that helps me sleep at night. Seriously, because it's what set you free. So you do you. But I'm going to always do me. Got to. That's your, that's your primary responsibility. That's it. That said, let's talk about today. Let's talk about today, today. Today, today. So the show is called Just Love. Just Love. Which we do. That's what you want to do? You going to do the heart symbol? <laughs> you nasty anyway. <laughs> I mean. All right. So y'all, um, we all, we know holidays are pretty much scams. We get it. We, you know, there's it's some kind of way for capitalism to capitalize. Yep. We get that retail, retail holidays. And to a certain extent, you know, we do participate. We do to a certain extent, but we're never big on, we try to show each other. We love each other all the time. Right. Right. So like we had our little pre-Valentine's weekend. Thank you, boo. Thank you, baby. That was nice. We went to San Antonio for, so the Milken Award was um, given to Deanna Lopez um, at Basis Charter School in um, San Antonio Friday. So part of what happens when you're a Milken Award winner is that they invite you to come back to all of the um, award ceremonies in your state. And so I've been in Texas since 2019, but obviously the pandemic took over like those first couple of years. So we were at the award ceremony last year in Fort Bend. Was it Fort Bend? I think Fort Worth. Fort, Fort Worth. Yep. And then um, this year it was in San Antonio. So we decided to just stay down there and we went to a phenomenal play. We, we saw fences at the Little Carver Center. Mm-hmm. Y'all. That was amazing. Other than Denzel, that's one of the best Troy Maxons I have seen. That is one of the best Troy Maxons I have seen. Yeah. So kudos to that particular group. Even, um, um what's his name gabriel the gentleman who played played gabriel oh he was phenomenal yes there there were some phenomenal 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 actors and actresses in this in that particular play that was like one of the you know one of the first i've been to in a very long time and i was glad we went um that was a really good you know um really really good way to spend time and, and bond and 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 um and just kick it, you know, because that's what we do, you know, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was, you know, definitely time well spent and, you know, an opportunity well worth taking. So if anybody out there, you get an opportunity to see Fences live. Yes. Check it out. Do yourself a favor. It's, it's a phenomenal play to see, you know, uh, other than the, you know, it's a great representation of the the, the film. So they did. They did a really. They did a lot of just. Well, I guess the film is a is a great representation of the play because Denzel and Viola. I think they were on Broadway with their play too. Oh, I I don't. I don't know which one came first. I don't. I don't. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my my mistake. The movie is a. If if the movie now I understand why the movie was so good. Yeah, because I think those two were actually on Broadway. I know Denzel was. Uh, I think Viola was too, but um. And she's by far the best Rose you're ever going to see, Viola Davis, but the best whatever she plays. So that's it. Miss Davis, Miss Davis. There's two black people in there besides the cast. Might have been one other person. Maybe. I was looking. 
the whole time. But that was odd, you know, the cast, because they did the original and they gave a little caveat at the beginning. They got on the, the PA and said, we're going to do it exactly as August right. Wilson intended it. The language will be uh, the language that he used in the play. And I'm like, are they saying that for us? Or are they saying that for everybody else here? Right? Like, because I knew the play had well, nigga, 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 nigga. Right? Real. I teach that play. But I was just wondering, I'm like, are y'all saying that for us? Because we're the only chips in this cookie. Like, y'all, like, uh-oh, Negroes coming in the door, right? Cold red. Or did y'all say that for the other people? I was confused, but it's whatever. So it was, to me, I think it was good that the cast, because we sat right in the front on the first row, and the cast got a chance to see us there. So they weren't being Black people constantly in this room, calling each other the N-word, surrounded by white people. Because that would have been awkward. Yeah, that'd that have been a, awkward. So, uh, you know, a, a non-representative, you know, crowd, you know, that didn't, you know, because it was more, it was some, it was a lot of, it was a lot of different, you know, ethnicities there. Um, mostly, you know, white folk, but it was some, it was some, some other ethnicities there as well. But I'm, I'm glad they put that caveat in there, especially for if that's the first time any, you know, uh, the the folks in the audience had ever seen that particular, you know, um, that particular play or movie. You know that they'd be ready for it because um, that would have been on the news. We went to the play that, and they said that part, you know. But it, but that, you know, but the, you know, our our, our cultures and is everywhere in and our, our you know cultures everywhere in pop culture. So we, I'm I'm pretty sure ninety eight point nine percent of the population are familiar with anything that we that we're already talking about. So slurs and everything. Speaking so I'm just sure. They're still mad about Rihanna in that Super Bowl. People who can't even dance. People who can't, like your whole family for the past 18 generations can't dance. And, and so for me, part of that is there's a certain amount of shucking and jiving from us that they feel that they're entitled to. And she didn't participate in that. She didn't participate in it. Nor should she have to. Yeah. Nor should she have to. And I'm okay with that. Like, I like it. I like the fact that she did unapologetically what she does. That's who she is. Like, whatever, you know? Um, that was just my... Yeah, I, I mean... I follow Rihanna like that. Like, I, I've been listening to Christian, most of Christian music the entire time she's been out, but I'm not, like, obtuse. You know what I'm saying? Right. Her songs are so popular. You hear them in the store all the time. Like, my kids listen to the stuff, so it's like, yeah, I got I got a uh, maybe one or two, you know, I'm I you know can't consider myself a fan, but I got one or two songs that I think, you know, that I, you know, would say I listen to whenever they play it. Um, but she's a, you know, she's an excellent artist, you know. I I, I haven't, you know, heard anything where I'm like, oh, like why you do that, you know? Um she it's just not really my my vibe, not, not really my thing. So, you know, but when she does have a bang, I I tune into it. And, you know, I, I, you know, what I liked about it is, you know, she, you know, like you said, she was unapologetic, you know, she got up there, she was pregnant, she did a thing, you know, and she did a thing like, you know, uh, hey, I'm doing it within my capabilities, you know, you either like it or you either like it or you don't. That girl's um, a whole billionaire. And you know yeah. why? Because your wife contributes to her billionaire. Okay. Fenty. Yeah. Shade 420. This is what I wear on the show. So y'all can do whatever y'all want to do. Y'all can say whatever y'all want to say. But Fenty, okay? Shade 420, that is what I do. Fat water and all that. Yes, that's yeah. me. 
And so, you know, it, it's always good to see, uh, um, you know, it's always good to see somebody get up there and do their thing, you know, um, their way, you know, yes. and, and not, you know, like you say, not kowtow to the expectations of the masses, but, you know, go out there and put on a performance to the best of your abilities and, you know, who like it, going to like it, who who going to hate it, going to hate it. And let, let it like, hey, y'all hire me for the Super Bowl. I ain't hire y'all for me to be on the Super Bowl. So y'all going to take what y'all, what y'all pay. Y'all going to get what y'all paid for. Yes. And so and but I, but I also heard she didn't get paid for that but that may be speculation well they so. don't get paid for that they don't get paid for it but it's the exposure right and she hasn't right. done a show okay. in several years um so that's why I was actually proud of her for actually doing a plug she did a plug for her Fenty products while she was up there remember she did the little pat the oil off her face that was a right. Fenty product that she was promoting while she was up there so and I think the dancers had on Fenty products her clothing line oh. So well, yeah, guess, she's that girl is brilliant. Okay. Well, I that guess the marketing. exposure is second to none. Yeah. If you, you know, it gets you, yeah, you and guy, if you do this show, you ain't got it. We ain't got to pay Super you because everything that come after we're going to make up for, you know. So I, I guess that made sense. I never, you know, I thought in my, in my mind, if you on stage, you're getting paid. You know, that's in my mind. But I guess, you know, um, reality is much different. So that's, that's interesting. But again, you know, it's, it's the, it's the, you know, not what you get up front, it's what you get, you know after it's the residual it's a different mindset you know Mm -hmm. it's a different mindset like broke people they would have been like oh you're not gonna pay me i'm not gonna do it but a billionaire was like okay so it's the prime time they said that 500 million more people tuned in for her performance than they did for the entire super bowl that says a lot that says a lot so she could care less and i could be exaggerated maybe it was five million i don't know anyway I mean, on, on top of what was already watching the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and then you add that, you add, even if it is just five million, that's still <laughs> that's five million people who wouldn't watch in the Listen. game. You know, that's that's amazing, mm-hmm. actually. You know, you got a, you you got some serious, you got a serious fan base if you can pull that off. Correct. And so that's why we don't care. We're unbothered. We're just gonna, it's Black History Month, so yeah. and that was Do a very thing, Black sister. Mm-hmm. Do your thing, sister. Do your thing. Oh, so, yeah, was, uh, you ready? That's why we here. So we ready. <laughs> so y'all listen. We want to preface this entire rest of this conversation by saying that we are not experts. Okay. So don't come in here talking about, oh, I looked this up and I saw good. We want you to share with us. This is an ongoing conversation. Because we, we are, just started doing research on it too. So uh, we're just learning, right? We're just learning. And when we find things that we think are, especially if it's on the actual day of the holiday, we typically don't get to do a show on the actual holiday. Right. So we take that day off or whatever. But as you can hear from my voice, I'm actually not feeling my best today. I don't know what this is, but I'm just not feeling my best. But once I saw that, I was like, we're doing a show. It was like four o'clock. The show starts at six. I was like, babe, we're doing a show today because the people yeah. got to know. Like we got we got to at least breach this conversation. People got to know. Yeah, you know, and, and it's, it's interesting. You know, I just think I think back as far as I can remember, you know, just having, you know, holidays and stuff just kind of. For, for lack for lack of a better description, just kind of dropped on your lap and said, all right, this is what we're doing. This is what we're celebrating. Have fun with it somehow. Ooh. And don't re- never really and you never really, you know, question it well i knew i grew up in a household where you couldn't question nothing so i i i, I stopped asking why we do this and shout out I, to mama Teresa. <laughs> i got tired of you know i, I didn't want to get you know I, I learned early not to question so i just kind of you know <laughs> did what it was you know um but you know to you know i would have you know some of the stuff i learned today i would have never thought 
you know, um, it's what is behind all of this Valentine's Day stuff, you know, um, it's an interesting, interesting thing, you know, this is, but this is why education is important. You know, this is why you, you know, you gotta, you know, you, you gotta know, you gotta, you gotta have some type of understanding and everything. It, it ain't always what you see, what you see ain't always what you get, you know? Um, and so, and just blindly believing anything is really dangerous. So I called my spouse. Babe, um, you know, I know I'm not feeling good. I know we talked about, you know, maybe not doing a show. But guess what I had heard? Guess what I what found you, out? What you had heard? What I had heard was that the, the origins of this holiday. And I should have known. It's pagan. You know, like, not saying I didn't know it was pagan, but I'm saying, like, the other half of it. Like, of course, you know, we make up stuff all the time. But it's almost like knowing that Christmas is not the birth of Christ, but it's a holiday to celebrate the birth of Christ probably doesn't stop you from celebrating Christmas, you know? Right. But when I found out about like Saturnalia and stuff like that, I was just like, oh, so, I mean, for me, I'm just not going to, when people say Jesus is the reason for the season, I'm like, to me, that's disingenuous, right? I feel like you put that on top of it because you really want to do some other stuff and so you put that on there to like kind of pacify yourself or make yourself feel better about it so this past year we really didn't do anything for Christmas and I didn't feel bad about it at all I feel like the more I learned about myself the more I learned about my history the more I learned about my ancestors the less I feel the need to participate in certain things right correct so if you guys are listening and you haven't been paying attention to what's going on, there's a lot of heightened uh, witchcraft energy around today's holiday. And I ain't talking, now when I say witchcraft, you know, black people, y'all be thinking about like hoodoo, voodoo, stuff like that. Like y'all call y'all auntie a witch because she painted her porch paint blue. That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like people saying, okay, let's celebrate Lupercalia. Talk to us a little bit about Lupercalia, babe. What did you find? Well, um, the little I know is this is where Valentine's came from, you know, which is uh, which is basically a celebration of a a a, a pagan god of fertility, Lupercus, um, and it's also a celebration of the founders of Rome, Romulus and Remus. You know who was supposedly raised by a, 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 a she, a lady wolf, a wolf, like the loop. The loop. Mm-hmm. And so you know, it's and the story similar to Moses. Now remember the, the the story in the Bible about Moses floating down the river in a basket, Pharaoh's daughter picking him up. According to the story, Remus and Romulus were also placed in the water to prevent them from being murdered. Mm-hmm. Right. And instead of Pharaoh's daughter picking up out, out of the water, they were picked up by a she-wolf. And it's interesting because, you know, the, you know, this, it was, you know, it was named after um, a St. Valentinus, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. And um, it was given, you know, Valentine's Day named by the, the Roman Catholic Church. Um, but it was, um, 
but that was giving more of a, a Christianization to call it um, Valentine's Day to make it more appealing to you know those who converted to Christianity. Um, it is, I mean, it is, and, and this Valentina's dude is is a trip, you know, um, how he was martyred and made as the 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 saint of true love and marriage. You know, um, you know, he would apparently, you know, at a time when, you know, the um, Rome wanted to recruit people into the military, you know, they wanted, you know, single men and, you know, men, you know, people were getting married in, in, in secret, you know, which was what, you know, Valentinus was doing. He had converted to Christianity and began marrying people and, you know, in secret. And um, and and when they, he was found out, he was basically executed you know, for doing that, you know, um, and that happened around, that happened actually on February 14th and, uh, 269. Um, and so this is, you know, it's, um, incredibly fascinating, you know, at how, you know, these deities that they were supposedly, um, worshiping was, you know, all, you know, linked to other Greek gods and linked to other deities. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, they, they, you know, they had things like, you know, what, uh, orgies and, you know, celebrated pedophilia and, you know, um, and it did like, um, and it was supposed to be like, um, fertility rights, you know, it was all about, you know, sex and debauchery, you know, like, you know, a lot of the other, you know, pagan holidays, you know, it's, it's yep. a, it's a trip, you know, um, you know, one of the, you know, um, to cite my source, you know, I want to make sure I get credit where credit is due. Um, what is the gentleman's name? What is this? This is from chat for those of you who are watching us live on Facebook, and it's just from the History Channel. It's not even like that deep. It's out there, right? Um, so I put a link to the History Channel's uh, page dedicated to Lupercalia, and Lupercalia is actually scheduled for tomorrow. Um, and so it just like with Saturnalia, how they have like the winter solstice and they have all these holidays and it doesn't have to be on the exact same day, but it's around in that time frame. And so they just took something and lumped them together. Right. And so uh, February, which is the festival of purification, um, is celebrated on February 15th and mm-hmm. February, February is actually another name for Hades, the god of the underworld. Okay, so that's just something to consider, right? And um, it's supposed to be for purification. And so that's where we actually get the month of February. And they say it's, it's the ritual sacrifices and um, of animals and the, the blood sacrifices are supposed to be um, for purification. And part of the Lupercalia festival is where they take two young boys who are supposed to be symbolic of Remus and Romulus and they um, sacrifice, what was it, a goat and a dog? Goats and dogs. Yep. Yeah, they celebrate. They, they sacrifice a male goat and a male dog, and it's done. In, and it started off in front of the Lupercal Cave, which is like a, a wolf den cave, basically. Um, and the 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 Luperci are a group of Roman priests, and then once they sacrifice them, they put the blood of the animals on the foreheads of the two naked uh Lupercai, which is like i guess the priest i don't know and then they just run through the city and hit women with like they call them uh thongs of february and it's like the goat hide from the newly sacrificed goat and they just go through the city and hit women the two they naked say, men yeah they say they were they say women were lined up to get hit 
because they say if you get hit by that, you know, that you supposed it's supposed to make you fertile, you know. And they said women, uh, men would randomly choose a woman's name from the jar to be coupled up with during the celebration, and they mm-hmm. just stayed together, like they it was, just it was a lottery. Yeah, they got they fell in love and got married. I'm like, Lord. I remember what I mentioned. Remember back in the elementary school days when we had to pull a random name from the girls' box and a random name from the boys' box, and whoever that person, whoever name you got, you bought a Valentine for. That's it. You know, it's like you know we just we you know we just asked to do these things, and you know we we don't know where these things come from. You know, um, you know, and uh, you know part of the you know one of the things that you know I came across you know about the month of February was about it was also, um sacred to uh, a Roman goddess by the name of Juno Februata. Um, and this, this again, I'm getting this information from um, Truth Unedited. Um, that's how I, I follow this particular person on um, YouTube. You know, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's truth. I'm still doing my research, but it's some interesting, it's some interesting information. Well, it's a uh, lot out there about Juno Februata. I mean, I'm just looking at it now and it's just talking about the goddess of, uh, so she was supposed of to love. Yeah, she's supposedly the goddess of the fever of love, marriage, and women all together. And her cell, and she was also celebrated on the 15th. There's some interesting alignments here. You know, it's like they're there, you know, it's like a a um a celebration of all types of deities on this day. Um, because there's the Lupercus, who's supposedly, you know, also somehow a derivative of Pan, who is also a derivative of Baal, who is also Baal, a derivative uh-huh. of Nimrod. So it's like you have all of these different, you know, these, you know, these different, you know, deities, you know, rolled up into this one, you know, you know, celebrate you know, this one festival. And, you know, and, and you, you think back like, man, I think back, you know, because I'm gonna be honest, I never enjoyed this holiday. I never this this holiday never sat right with me. I never been, you know, one of them people that I can't wait for. I, I can't wait for Valentine's <laughs> Day. Like I didn't care about the candy, the cars. I, I didn't care about none of that. I just, you know, red wasn't even a color I liked. You know, much less pink. <laughs> you know, so it was like I, I didn't, you know, as growing up, I never really even wanted anything to do with this particular holiday. And 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 again, it's not because I, you know, knew anything. It was just something in my spirit. I was just like, yeah, I don't particularly like this day, you know. And as I became older. Like, why am I going to, why is this a day of love when I can express love every single day? You know, if, if, you know, if I'm doing it every day, I don't need one day out of a year to, to express, you know, love to people. You know, I can, I could do that every day of the week because mm-hmm. that's how I'm built, you know? Um, but it's a, um, but it's a, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of, you know, um, summed it up to a, a retail holiday. This is, this has become more of a, you know, of a, of a way for retailers to, to, to bring in some dollars, you know, um, yeah. right. You know, rightfully so we live in a, you know, capitalist society, you know, money made things move and it is what it is, you know, um, but when you think back on, when you kind of do, do some research and I'm pretty sure it's deeper than, I'm pretty sure it's deeper than the stuff that I found. I'm sure this is just the tip of the iceberg. And there's probably so much more to it, you know, um, we had a little bit more time. I, I could have dug a little bit deeper, but you know, um, I was glad to do the little research we were able to do today. Um, but yeah, but you know, um, you know, kind of going back to the sacrifices, you know, I thought this was interesting. The uh, apparently the reason they sacrificed, particularly um, they 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 called out specifically goats and dogs 
that they sacrificed. And the the and, and according to the, the the research that I that I you know did, um, according to the research, the 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 goats and the dogs were sacrificed due to their sexual instincts, which is you know crazy to me, you know. Um, but you know, at the same time, you know, you have no idea of the perspective of the people you know, that, that live there, you know, and, you know, whether they were, you know, trying to mimic nature or whatever the case may have been, or I, I don't know, I'm just, you know, shooting ideas off the top of my head, but, um, it's, it's hard to make sense of it because yeah, for us, really, like, really like, like even the idea of Cupid, right. So like, we tend to think about Cupid being a cute little kid, a little baby with like a little diaper on, you know, the little bow and arrow, but, in that time period cupid was a boy like a young man it wasn't even like a a a child per se like a like almost like a preteen or something like that and he had two kinds of arrows the first arrow was like it had a sharp golden point on it and that's the kind of one that we typically see like cupid making people fall in love and then the other one was like um they said it had like a blunt tip with just lead on it and the gold arrow was like filled with uncontrollable desire and then the other one made you lust. feel repulsed by somebody. Yeah. So one was like lust and the other one was like repulsion. So say, for instance, you were married to somebody and y'all were like madly in love forever. And then all of a sudden, Cupid shot your spouse with the blunt arrow. Your spouse will leave you because your, your spouse is next. And, and just chalking up commitments to whether or not somebody shot you with an arrow, you know, like just right. that kind of stuff. Um, And then also there is a famous painting about Cupid, uh, was it a um, Aphrodite blinding Cupid, like putting on the, the, the uh, what do you call it? The blindfold for Cupid, right? Mm-hmm. And so part of the idea behind Cupid being blindfolded was that you can't help who you fall in love with, right? So if a man falls in love with a boy, he could say that Cupid shot me with the arrow. I couldn't help myself. Love is blind, right? Love is what you feel with your heart is not what you see with your eyes. And so Cupid was just out there randomly, blindly shooting people. And so people had no choice about who they lusted after or who they chose to be with. It was like a luck of the draw, right? Like I can't help it that I feel this way about a a child. And so I just, you know, I guess what I wanted us to, to think about tonight was just this idea, um, that has carried over through time you know we mm-hmm. still have people saying i couldn't help myself right you know i th- th- there was just something that made me feel that way and so like you you know participate in pedophilia or whatever it is that you do and you feel entitled to that because you felt like you didn't have a choice that is not new and this holiday is all about that um there are two other symbols that we should talk about for valentine's day and one is the heart before you go to that real quick okay. i did want to kind of you know circle back about you know what you said about cupid i you know the the two arrows you know the two arrow concept um i've only you know i've only seen the the the, the pointed arrow but it's interesting because cupid is basically responsible for whether you're in love and when you fall out of love basically mm-hmm. he's the he's the cupid is the the keeper so to speak, controls whether or not, you know, controls when it happens, how long it happens and when it stops. 
you know, I think that's interesting. I never, that, that piece, I never really deduced until right now. I thought Cupid was just like, boom, you in love forever. And, you know, it's up to you whether you stay that way. But apparently he shoot jokers and come back and say, yeah, y'all done and shoot them again, you know, according to their theories. Um, that is, I thought that was, that was, that was a pretty interesting development. And, and, and we'll I see also, what our, what our conversation about this is going to be next year after we do some, some more in depth. Yeah, because I'm definitely going to do some more digging. Um, and and part of part of the interesting thing for me about the Cupid scenario is that it seems that there's this sentiment that once you fall out of lust with a person, then that should be the end of the relationship. Right. And you know that's how the relationship uh-huh. is based on yeah so like it starts based on lust and sexuality and once you're no longer satisfied with that then you're entitled to go be somewhere else right do some other thing you know um and so you know it's like when people say oh i don't know why i cheated you know cupid shot me with the arrow i couldn't help right. myself you know i i don't i don't I, I cheated because you weren't satisfying me anymore or something like that and that seems like a totally logical response to you know relationships um, or that I'm just going to be with anybody who makes me feel a certain way, you know, anybody who makes me tingle, that's what it is. Cause I, that's, that's how I was, you know, that's Cupid. And so, um, yeah, I just, I, I, I thought it was good to have a conversation about this stuff today and the messages that we're sending. Um, and I, I think the next thing I was going to talk about was the symbolism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The symbolism. And so the heart, you know, is supposed to represent the buttocks as far as Gump would say. It's upside down booty cheeks. And, you know, we always wonder, like, why we have the heart represented like that. And the human organ looks nothing like that. <laughs> but I guess if they say, if you got my booty cheeks, then you got me, boo. <laughs> I mean, hey, we do it. We together, right? <laughs> so that's how that's how you know that I love you, you know, or or that's how you know that you love me because these cheeks excite you, you know, and I, and I, I don't know. I just how we talk about this kind of stuff and and have children um you know constantly playing with things like i remember as a girl that's one of the first things i learned how to draw was a heart yeah. you know and that that's you know we draw hearts and your name and his name and all this kind of stuff and it's just like all this uh programming that right. we do when we're young and um I guess the last thing that I wanted to talk about was Aphrodite and the rose, you know, why we give each other roses for Valentine's Day or why men give each, uh, women roses for Valentine's Day. And it's supposed to be symbolic of the female genitalia. And so you can do your own research. I don't have to, if you've ever seen one, you know, I'm telling the truth that it's, it resembles that. But also um, there's this toy that is taking the world by storm. And it's got women saying they don't even need a man no more. And it's called what? rose so just something to think about it's 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 right there in our faces you know, you know they, they and i'll be playing in our face yeah, and, and you're gonna feel how you feel about it you know this is just some stuff that we found we're not telling anybody what to believe we're not telling you how to move in this world we're not even telling you like that you should agree with us these are just things that we came across that help yeah. shape you know how we um exist as the Dunlaps in our household and it just so happens that it you know we found this stuff out on the actual day and I don't think that's a coincidence I think that when you're a seeker yeah things don't happen by accident when you're a seeker you know when the or what what is the when it says that when the when the student is ready the teacher appears so that's what we are in our world that's what we are ain't no judgment you know because again you know we spend most of our lives just kind of 
chugging along and you know and, and then this thing called the internet came about mm -hmm. and people with the information start sharing the information and you kind of stop doing your math and you're like wait a minute <laughs> is yeah. that why that happened? is that what is that what was going on when we were doing that is that what was happening when we celebrated that and that's why so, people that laugh at us like i mean just think about the fact that there are whole witchcraft groups celebrating the same holiday that you're celebrating you're calling yourself a christian and you're judging everything as demonic but you're doing the same thing they're doing like that's why they don't take you serious now, well you're doing it too i mean you're doing it too you don't even you don't even know at least they're upfront about it at least they're honest about it they know exactly why they're doing what they're doing you're doing the same thing they're doing but you just put another name or a label on top of it to make yourself feel like you're extra holy but you're mm -hmm. doing the same thing that they're doing and so just just do a search just run a search on facebook yeah, and just I mean, put look kill you and see what comes up that's a beautiful thing about it's a beautiful thing about being alive during this time if you want to know something no it's you can know it if you want to if you want to find something out you can find it out um even even the hardest things there's somebody out there with that information depending you know regardless of how you want to search for it if you want if you're seeking you'll find it um you know so that's 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 a, it's a it's a um, wonderful time to be alive you know if you're a seeker if you're trying to find information and 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 build on yourself this is you know this is the era for you you know and this is the time for you because if you if you if there's anything to learn this is the time to learn it because mm -hmm. it's right there at your fingertips this is that age of aquarius that people have been talking about for so long right where the blinders are starting to come off mm -hmm. where people are starting True. to see things differently than they've seen them and that you know people are starting to have so many things um you know revealed to them and again you can choose to walk in this world however you choose to walk in this world but feigning ignorant just say yeah. this is the choice that i make right and it doesn't really bother me like that if that bothers you then fine don't do it that doesn't bother me and that's okay like i don't think anybody's going to judge you um but i i would love to see churches stop doing easter egg hunts I would love to stop seeing churches do Valentine's Day stuff for children. I would love to see churches stop. Um, you know, if you're going to do a sermon or a play on Christmas, then that's fine. But like, you know, the whole secret Santa at a church, like that doesn't even make sense to me. And so I know that I'm, you know, a part of a, a growing group of believers that's really struggling with some of this ideology that comes out of the church, you know. And um, it's just the, we call that two-faced in our community when you saying one thing but you're doing something else like mm -hmm. it's hypocritical to be honest with you like I, and i and i'm not perfect my, my my spouse is not perfect but i guess what i'm saying is that gone are the days where we can just continue to participate in things that are not aligned with who we say we are because i know i know one of my one of my um goals in life is to not be so rigid that when I receive new information, especially new information that resonate with me, that I can't change, mm -hmm. that I that I can't update my 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 operating system to be like, you know what? I can't believe like, you know, this whole time I've been, you know, flying blind and just, you know, just going along to get along. And I had, you know, no idea what I was doing. I had, you know, no idea what I was evoking when I did this. No idea, you know, because you don't even know what your true power is. And so when you're out here participating in these things, you don't know what your actions are doing, you know, in the spaces you can't see, you know. And and so this, you know, and and so you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, it's when you start to ask those questions, why, you know, why, why, why are we doing this? And and once you get something 
contrary to what you you know believe that sparks questions about everything yeah you know okay if i if we doing then why are we doing this and then and if we're doing that then why are we doing that and so it'll it'll send you down a a, a path of discovery you know you'd yeah. be surprised at what you'll find once you start asking questions you know i can you know I, and i know sometimes we get frustrated with 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 the young folks who credit who question tradition you know and it's because they grew up they grew up with the encyclopedia and they grew up with the with the with the anthology you know with the the almanac the ultimate almanac the in internet hand. Mm-hmm. you know they grew up with it in their hands they didn't grow up like they it wasn't like us where we had to go either to the library and wait in line to get on mm-hmm. you know to use the internet or go to your cousin that could afford <laughs> that that could afford to have an internet mm-hmm. you know they could afford it a computer and an internet connection back in the day when it was real expensive you know, but we, but today technology is every, I mean, high technology, information technology is what I want to say is everywhere, yeah. you know, um, and when you have information in the palm of your hands and all you got to do is what is, what is, when did, how to, you know, um, what kind of, you can Google, you know, you can search on all of these things and, and, and learn something, you know, even if it's not true, <laughs> You can yeah. you can find a whole lot of truth. You can find a whole lot of lies, but it's at your it's at your fingertips. And if and if you're smart and savvy enough, you know what you you know the right places to go for good information. And you know, and, and so you know, sometimes we get frustrated with young folks who, you know, who who don't adhere to tradition, who don't adhere to the things that we you know once just kind of did. And it's just like, well, if you do a little research you know that this is not what you're telling me it is you know yeah. like you know it's, it's like learning when you learn santa claus wasn't real you just like you just shattered your whole paradigm you know mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. somewhere in your mind you had made it up that it was really a dude coming down your chimney and couldn't sleep at night like and thinking that you actually heard reindeer yeah. and bells and stuff like can you imagine you know, as a kid you just like- jedi mind trick yourself into this stuff and then you become and then you 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 meet that one friend who got a who got a cousin or an uncle that that's hip to it and they say man you know that ain't real right and then you, they go tell the school and blow the whole class and just, yes. just throw the My- whole class into a tissy and everybody's yeah. like what oh and kids having meltdowns and they, they go home and they're just like mama i don't even know what uh-huh. to do like our I oldest out- son got in trouble for that in pre-k he, he was in pre-k wow he was in pre-k and i never told them santa claus i never told the children it and he was in pre-k and his teacher um jackie burns if you ever hear this we miss you thank you for being such a phenomenal start to my baby's education he was in school and she said mario you can't tell the kids that like the kids were crying and he told him he was like i'm sorry but i i i can't give that fat black man credit for what my mama did and he said why should black kids think that if i fat white man gave them something for free he said when does that ever happen in pre-k um, yeah, I remember. I remember when I remember when uh, when when my son did the same thing. He got to a certain age where you started talking about Christmas, and you know, you talk to him like you try to talk to him at that level, and and um, you know, one day he just was, you know, he gave me a look like, yeah, you know, I know that, you know, I saw you rapping all that, right? You you, <laughs> you know, I I know I, I I you know I saw you go, I saw you when you bought the stuff, so you're not fooling me. But I never really. I never really sold him mm-hmm. on the notion of, of Santa Claus. I never really sold him that. Because this know? idea that if you're good or bad, right? You no, know, like you know. first of all, that doesn't even align with who you say you are as a Christian. But 
you know, even with the Christianity piece, like I have, I have, I am, you know, the one thing I will credit the pandemic for is allowing me the time and the space to get off the hamster wheel, right? Because like when you don't have time to think about things, you know, you just kind of like go and it's like repetitive, it's, it's habitual, you know, mm-hmm. but just starting to think about my Christianity from the perspective of like, you know, who am I beyond white supremacy? My relationship to God is problematic because of white supremacy. And as a black Christian, there's no way around that, right? And so one of the things that I had to start to interrogate within myself was why this belief that anything that is indigenous to black people, African people, you know, in the mainland or or throughout the diaspora, why is it all of a sudden, why, why does all of that have to be pagan? Why does all, what does everything that black people do have to be witchcraft, right? When, as we can see from today's conversation, it might be quite the opposite, right? Right. It might be quite the opposite. Like, well, you already doing witchcraft and you don't even know it. Right. And, you know, the things we question that we, you know, that we blindly question and consider it this because somebody else told us might be real, might be the real spiritual work, might be the Correct. real spiritual practices, you know, and then the, the stuff that we, you know, blindly celebrate year in and year out, you know, are like really like kind of dark, you know, um, you know, when and you, it don't you, serve your people, right? Whatever you give attention to is what you're magnifying. Whatever you give attention to, you're empowering. And every year you devote your time, your energy, your money, right? You greet people. Happy Valentine's. You you understand what I'm saying? Like you, Mm -hmm. you put your, you put your intentionality behind some stuff that you, that you theoretically don't even align with. And so we wonder why we can't get anywhere. We wonder why we can't get free. Cause you're giving all your time, attention and energy to the oppressor. Like, how is that going to, how is that going to help you? right so these are just conversations that you know that we've been having and this there's no judgment here y'all like we really are just seeking we just want to know so that we can do the right things that you know that that's just where we are and so we don't judge anybody who feels differently than we feel we're not trying to condemn anybody definitely no shame attached to this conversation but once you know better you have to do better right and that's the thing and it's like i get it a lot of people don't want to know because they don't want to help be held responsible for what to do with that new information but you heard it now yeah when we grew up in a time where we seen so many curtains pulled down so many things exposed and Mm -hmm. it's just you know again like you say the age of aquarius you know the the way you started to question like wait a minute that don't make sense. <laughs> you know, when you, you know, just think about the things we just blindly adhere to and, and they just get to a point where you've seen enough, you know, you've seen enough lies, you've seen enough cover-ups, you've seen enough, you know, blatant hypocrisy. You just see this and you start to question like, wait a minute. Okay. What else have I been adhering to that wasn't true or that was, you know, that was backwards or, you know, that was probably wrong in general. You know, so it makes you, you know, it makes you kind of analyze everything, you know, kind of take an inventory like, sure. man, like, you know, because I, like I said, after, you know, you know, coming to terms with some of the things that I've come to terms with and, you know, in my adult life, I'm like, yeah, I, I have to really, you know, um, reconcile some of this stuff and, and really, you know, come to understand like, yeah, I may have been, you know, f- blindly following some things and they're probably, you know, but again, you don't know what, what you don't know what you don't know. 
That's it. You know, and, and if nobody around you knows, how do you expect to know? You know, and I, and and that's the the blessing, like I said, of of you know being able to witness the age of the internet, to witness you know um, information. If information is if knowledge is power, you know, to be able to say, I got you know, I literally got the power in the palm of my hand, mm -hmm. and if I want to know something, I can know something, or I can find somebody that knows it. So, you know, interesting. I mean, it's not just interesting; it's fascinating. Yeah, that's why I'm glad you do the technology piece because without that stuff. Right. We probably wouldn't be having these conversations. You know, right. it's just like, you know, when we talk about in education, how technology and access to it, that digital divide is like the color line that the boys mm -hmm. talked about in Souls of Black Folk, you know. And so those who don't have access to this information, we think about like small towns where they're just cut off, right? Or even towns like here in Maynard. Like a lot of people here in Maynard have horrible internet service. And right. so just thinking about what that means for them as far as being able to access the information they need to change their lives, to just change their entire lived experience. It is uh, it's, it's definitely an equity issue. Mm -hmm. It's definitely an equity. It's a social justice issue. So, yep. yeah. Because the internet, the, the internet is that, you know, like they say, it's the web and that, it literally connects everything. Mm -hmm. People, places, ideas, whatever you could think of it is the it is the it is the what we call in the it world it's a hub it's yes. the central hub for all information um so this is a I great conversation. Tonight's conversation with you i'm gonna go cook you some um some valentine's dinner that'd be awesome i like I your meat, so i figured i'd cook you some meat oh i appreciate it i ain't even finna you know what that's how that, that's how we that's that's how we're gonna close it today. You know what? I mean, I picked you because you're me. I'm not even gonna touch that one. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> we want to thank y'all for tuning in. <laughs> you were in it again with the Dunlaps. I am your co-host Deontay, and I'm his wife, the love of his meat, Shakima. <laughs> we are the Dunlaps. <laughs> You see y'all see the mess y'all get into when y'all tune in. Hope y'all have fun. Thank y'all for joining. We'll yes. be back again. Same black time, same black channel. 2 p.m. I'm 2 p.m. 6 p.m. See, I got your mind now. Look at I you. know, right? Got me all <laughs> discombobulated. Doing that Cupid shuffle over there. <laughs> oh man. But tune in to tune in with us again next week. Same time, 6 p.m. Tuesday, Tuesday evenings, Central Standard Time. Get it in with us. I hope y'all had a good time. Again, I'm, I'm Deontay. And I'm Shakima. And we are the Dunlaps. You've been We're here. We're the Dunlaps. Thank y'all. Y'all have we'll a good We'll be evening. live streaming on Spotify, our heart radio, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Give us about yep. an hour to load that for you. And See send you us some time. feedback. Send us some feedback. Yeah. Bye, y'all. <laughs>